Welcome to Slaking Thirst, a podcast that's all about bringing the thirst deep within our hearts for love and communion to the heart of Christ, a divine heart who is seeking our love and communion in return. The hope is that the two thirsts would meet and both thirsts would be slaked. So I was talking to some priest buddies uh, earlier this week. Every once in a while when, um, when I don't know, sometimes, sometimes guys talk to each other. Priests talk to each other and be like, hey, what are you preaching this weekend, right? Kind of inside trader, inside trading going on here, right? So like, what are you preaching on this weekend? My one buddy was saying, I feel like I have never heard this gospel before. I'm like, I, well, it's been in there. He's like, it's, is it, are you sure it's been in there the whole time? It's not like a new edition? I'm like, I'm pretty, I'm pretty positive, right? It's an, inter- it's an interesting gospel. It's an interesting gospel. And uh, here's what I want to do tonight. It, it made me think of this. So when I was growing up, my parents, every once in a while, I would get this from my mom and dad. They would say, all right, we need to have a serious conversation. Which is like, yeah, exactly. You feel it. Like, oh, gosh, right? I wasn't necessarily in trouble, you know, per se. They weren't necessarily mad at me. But it was, there was something heavy they wanted to communicate, something they wanted to convey. They wanted to challenge me on something of uh, importance, and like that was the image that came to my mind tonight about this gospel, about what the Lord was putting on my heart, that this homily, I kind of want it to be like that thing, like a serious conversation, and I want to start with this, this hypothetical question, this question that I've been asking in the almost two years I've been at this parish, the past, you know, six years I've been ordained, thinking about, this question could be asked of any parish in our diocese. Here's the question. If our parish if Sacred Heart of Jesus here in Wadsworth, if our parish or any other parish were to suddenly disappear, like David Copperfield comes by and poof, like parish is gone, right? If our parish was to suddenly disappear, close up shop, go away, would the surrounding community notice? Like beyond noticing that the buildings were gone, uh, I'm talking about like would there be a felt absence of something in this town would people feel that the Catholic Church is gone? Like, what impact would there be in Wadsworth? Because, yeah, there's a lot of other Christian churches. There's something like 20 Christian churches in Wadsworth alone, which is, which is a lot. But if the Catholic Church were to disappear, would anybody notice? Would anybody notice? I asked that question to draw attention to, like, like what this parish and, and all of us individually, what we exist to do, what we exist to accomplish, this parish doesn't exist like just because we need something to do on Sunday morning or Sunday evening, right? This parish exists to bring fruit into the world. There's a, there's a, a saying in the early church that cult is meant to cultivate the culture. Cult cultivates the culture, right? When you hear the word cult, you tend to think of those very scary, bad organizations. Think of Jonestown. You think of Waco, Texas. You think of suicide packs, right? That's not exactly what I mean. Um, that's actually not at all what I mean. Let me be very clear. That's not at all what I mean. Um, anybody's going to send this to the bishop okay cult comes from the word cultus it's from the Latin word cultus which means worship right the word cultus means worship in other words our worship what we worship how we worship it's meant to cultivate it's meant to grow breathe life into the culture the shared world of values that surrounds us and Jesus, Jesus encapsulate this, he encapsulates this reality with the gospel that we just had. Kind of a strange gospel, but in particular that ending part with the fig tree, right? This image of a barren fig tree that, like, it ought to produce fruit. That's what it exists to do. A fig tree ought to produce fruit. 
And the gardener comes to it expecting he has a right to see fruit coming from his tree. Right? This is the image that Jesus gives us, that this parish exists to bear fruit, to breathe life into the world around us, to breathe life into the soil of, the, of this city around us. You've heard me preach about this before, but I've, I've, got, uh, I've now got, um, I've got three goddaughters. Two of them are the twins, right? So I've got my, um, my twins who are in uh, their third grade now this year. So I've watched a lot of Disney princess movies in my day because of them. And uh, I've, I, when Moana came out, like, we were on a Moana kick for a long time, right? Come on, Moana fans? Come on now. All right, it is unbelievable. So good. All right, but the, um, there's the scene, spoiler alert, Moana, she, at the end of the movie, she restores the heart of Tefiti, who's this, like, lava monster crazy woman thing, right? She restores the heart, and, like, Tefiti, or Teka turns into Tefiti, which is this, like, beautiful, like, earth goddess. Okay, again, I'm not espousing paganism here, okay? So uh, stay with me. But there's a scene where uh, Tefiti takes her hand and she buries her hand into this ashen, dead soil. And all of a sudden, it springs to life. It springs to life. Like that right there, that is the, that's the image of the incarnation. That's the image of Jesus entering into the soil of our humanity to bring forth life. And that's, the, furthermore, the image of what Jesus is calling us as a parish to be doing, to like put ourselves into the earth around us to transform it. Like the mission of being a Catholic is not to go to church on Sunday so that you can be a good Catholic and then die and then go to heaven, leave the earth behind. That's not the mission. The mission is to transform the earth. We're going to pray in the Our Father. May your kingdom come, may your will be done. Where? On? Oh, like you don't even know it. On where? As it is in heaven, we're meant to bring, like through our prayers, through our participation in grace, the kingdom of heaven is brought to earth. The earth is transformed. Like, it began in the incarnation. Heaven and earth are joined together in Mary's womb. It extends through, the, through Pentecost that Jesus continues to transform the earth by the sending of his spirit. It continues in every single mass as little pieces of earth are brought forward to the altar in bread and wine. And then heaven comes to it. And what happens to the Eucharist at Mass will happen to all of creation at the end of time. And we are supposed to be part of this Eucharistification. Whoa, that's a word. Just made it up. I'm allowed to do that, though. We are, we are the agents of the Eucharistification of the universe. And the part of the universe that you and I happen to occupy is Wadsworth. We are meant to Eucharistify Wadsworth to bring heaven to earth. That's our vocation as, as Catholics. We're not trying to create a theocracy. We're trying to bring to bear into the world, into the culture around us, like the love that we've received, what's been cultivated in us is meant to send us out into the world to cultivate the soil around us. We are meant to create a world that is more authentically human, a world that's more fraternal, a world where, there's, where it's easier to be good. This is one of my favorite lines. Peter Morin, who is a friend of uh, Dorothy Day, he said that a good society is one where it's easier to be good. That's what we're trying to, trying to create. That mission outward flows from Christ's activity as the gardener here. And he shows up in the resurrection, and what does Mary Magdalene think he is when she doesn't recognize him? She thinks he's the gardener. Jesus is the new Adam. What was Adam's job in the beginning? 
to cultivate the soil. Right? Jesus is the new cultivator. He's the new gardener, the new Adam. And the soil, the earth that he wants to first cultivate is the soil of your humanity. As Father Ryan preached in his parish mission this past weekend, he's interested in your heart. I guess like the only thing that God is interested in. Pandas are super cute. Otters are super cute. Giraffes are really awesome. But like, he's interested in your heart. That's what like captivates him. That's what's enraptured him. He's interested in cultivating, breathing life into, transforming the soil of your humanity. Like, we, are, we just have such little imagination when it comes to what it means to be human. We, hear, we say this phrase all the time, like, I'm only human. I'm only human. Y'all, you don't know what it means to be human. You want to know what it means to be human? Like, look at her. That's what it means to be human, to be soil that's perfectly cultivated, soil that's perfectly receptive, soil that's perfectly rich to receive grace. This woman who becomes the burning bush of the New Testament, right? That's what Moses sees in this first reading. He sees this bush that's on fire and he draws near to it because it's strange, because it's on fire but not consumed. That's Mary. (laughs) Mary is the burning bush of the New Testament. Mary is what it means to be human. She's authentic. We could put it this way. Mary is authentic anthropology. She's the, she is the definition. She's the image of what it means to be human. She is the perfectly cultivated soil. We are called right here in this Mass to be cultivated. To be cultivated. Our parish, this parish, will only exist in the future 20 years from now, 30 years from now, 50 years from now, 100 years from now. If we, if, we have, if we go through a paradigm shift, we need to go through a paradigm shift, and I've preached about this before, that instead of seeing our parishes as places that we go to on Sundays, we have to start seeing our parishes as the places from which we are deployed on Sundays. There's a huge difference. You come here not as like the end of the week and like, whew, okay, let's hit the reset button and go back into another week. We have to start thinking of our parishes not as finish lines, but as starting gates. Like the most important words that launch you into the week are go in peace, glorifying the Lord by your life. This is, we have to see our parishes as launch pads, launch pads, as places of deployment, right? Being launched into mission. The parish of the future will be a training ground, a training center for missionary discipleship. Like every pope of the last century has preached about this. This is not just a Pope Francis thing. He's not just like, we should have missionary discipleship. That's a great bumper sticker. Uh, right? No, this, is, this goes all the way back to the very beginning of the 20th century. The parish is meant to be and will be in the future, if there is going to be a parish, a place where people encounter, grow, and then go. Encounter, grow, and go. That's what it's going to be. A place where people... Meet him one-on-one, the living Jesus, as Father Ryan preached about, the living Jesus. Not the Jesus of ideas, the Jesus of study programs, the, the, the Jesus of Bible study. The living Jesus, the living Jesus who looks at you, who speaks to you, who says, I want to cultivate your heart, I want to breathe life into your heart. Where we encounter that Jesus, where we grow in vulnerability and intimacy and relationship with him, and then where we go out and find the lost sheep, the prodigals who are out there, who are just eating with the pigs, eating with the slop. They just don't know where the banquet is. 
The problem, the problem of those folks is not the fact that they're eating, it's not the, pro, the problem is not their hunger, it's that they're eating out of dumpsters. Like we have to say, hey, do you know, let me show you where the banquet is. Let me show you where the banquet is. The only way that this parish can become that is if you and I right here and right now in this mass, like open our hearts. Again, it has everything to do with our heart. If you come to mass every day of your life but never really let Jesus engage your heart, what's the point? What's the point? Because he's given you his heart in this mass. That's the only thing he's interested in is, is, is for you to receive his heart opened into your heart. I'd love for us to really begin participating in Mass as if it would be our last one. Like, what if, this, what if this was the last time you and I received Jesus? What if this was the last time? Like, in the Gospel we have today, Jesus talks about the story of these people, 18 people, who a tower falls on them out of nowhere and crushes them. They didn't, they didn't wake up that morning thinking, I bet I'm going to get crushed by a tower today. Right? To participate in Mass as if it was going to be the last one. All right, so I want to, I want to get practical. I want to give you three challenges. All right? Three challenges that how I want us to kind of like think about doing this, how I want to invite us to cultivate the culture around us. All right, so if you can get your, if you want to get your notes out. All right, cool. All right. I want to challenge you, first of all, to not simply tell people that you'll pray for them, but to stop right then and there and to actually pray for people. Okay, this is what I mean. How often we do this, especially as Catholics, Someone shares something hard in their life, some struggle, something going on, and you say, oh, I'll pray for you. Sometimes we do, and that's great if we do, but honest to God, I'll tell you for myself, very often you just forget. What if, crazy thought, what if you said, okay, let's just pray right here, and you just prayed for whatever that thing is that they're struggling with, like the, the, your waiter or waitress at the restaurant, the person at the cashier as you're walking by, hey, is there anything I can pray for you about? Like, well, yeah, I mean, like, my mom's pretty sick, and, and they're expecting you to say, okay, I'll pray for you. They will, they'll be weirded out as soon as you just start praying, dear Jesus, we thank you so much for your love, and we just ask you to bless, uh, what's your mom's name? Susie? Okay, we ask you to bless Susie. I'm like, uh, okay, right? Pray for someone, like right then and there. That's the first thing. You're going to feel weird, you're going to feel awkward, but man, it will change people's lives. It will rock their world. All right, that's the first thing. Are you going to do it? Yes? Yes or yes? Good. All right. Second thing. We've talked about this so many times, but to invite someone to come with you to Mass, my goodness. You know that there is someone in your life right now who's a fallen away Catholic. Every single one of us knows fallen away Catholics. And here's the thing. If we're not inviting the lost sheep to come back, I don't know who's going to do it. I don't know who's going to do it. Like, I live and I work here. I don't know if you know that, right? Like, my house is right there. Um, this is also where I work. You work out there, right? This is the mission of the laity, right? Your job is to go out from here and to find them and to bring them in. To just invite, just invite. You're not imposing, you're just simply inviting. You're just simply inviting. To that end, I wanna, I wanna add a little addendum to this. This parish made it possible for us to hire on uh, a guy named Dan First. A lot of you got to know him. Dan's our, our digital um, media and marketing evangelist guy in, in the parish, uh, uh, parish staff. He's awesome. And he's been producing some amazing content on our YouTube page and our Facebook page. And the idea of that is to 
like cast the net out into the digital world. If you haven't followed our YouTube page or our Facebook page, I need you to do that, and I need you to help us share those videos. Like, the, like we need your help to do that. You helped us hire this guy. Now you need to help us get these, this content out there, right? So like, subscribe. I feel like every podcast, like and subscribe. Hit that like button, right? But I want you to help us share those videos out in the world. Thirdly, thirdly, um, to pray before you eat a meal, especially out in public, especially out in public. I was over at, uh, I was at Casa down the street a couple weeks back, and there was a family, um, they weren't Catholic because they didn't cross themselves before they prayed, but man, they stopped, they held hands, and they thanked Jesus for those chips and salsa. Like, like, I was at the other table, and I was like, amen, right? It was like, it was a heck of a prayer. And it was like out loud. They weren't like, okay, God, thank you. Thank you for the chips, Lord. Thank you. Don't let anybody look at us right now. They were like, dear Jesus, thank you so much for this night. You're so good, Lord. Thanks for this margarita. You're so good, Jesus. Bless our server. I forget his name, God, but thank you for him, right? They were out loud praying. Everyone around them heard them. That's a way to bring Jesus into the world, to cultivate the culture. All right, I'm going to land the plane. Serious conversation. Our worship is meant to change the world. Our worship is meant to change this town, and it all starts with you right here bringing your heart to Jesus, to get honest with him. Jesus, cultivate us that we might be sent forth to cultivate uh, your life into the world. Amen.